Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast that talks about the mysterious world of divorce and uncoupling and living happily ever after heartbreak. I am your host, Hannah Harvey. I am a writer and an award-winning blogger. I am also the founder of the divorce retreat, Heartache Hall, which you can find at heartachehall.com. It would make my day if you could subscribe and leave a review so more people can find this podcast. I would also love to hear from you. So contact me through Instagram at hharveywrites with your stories of divorce and heartbreak. Any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you might want answering. And as always, you can find all the details from the episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we explore all things divorce and heartache but leave you with hope. I am your host Hannah Harvey and today I'm going to talk about that bit straight after a breakup. The aftermath of whatever event it was for you that caused the irreparable breakdown of your marriage. Now this period can be exceptionally traumatic and I certainly only remember it in kind of funny little chunks. And I thought I'd start with this quote from Amy Poehler because I think it nicely sums up how divorce can feel. So she says, Imagine spreading everything you care about on a blanket and then tossing the whole thing up in the air. The process of divorce is about loading that blanket, throwing it up, watching it all spin and worrying what stuff will break when it lands. Now, I'm a huge Amy Poehler fan. Her autobiography, Yes Please, is wonderful, especially her stuff on the um, Inner Critic. And if you haven't watched Parks and Recreation, please go and do that now. I've watched the whole series twice and I absolutely love all the characters. They became like my family. I love Amy's quote here because it does perfectly sum up how you can feel during the transition that is divorce. There's a lot of fear, loads of anxiety, it's overwhelming and you generally wonder what's gonna break. And I do have some good news because it doesn't have to be you that breaks. It is possible to go through the process feeling strong and grounded and actually come out better and more yourself than you've ever been in your life. So that's the good news. Um, But when you're in that moment just after splitting up, there is a whole raft of emotions going on. And some of it will depend upon how you ended your relationship. So if it was really sudden and caught you by surprise, you might have a few more emotions to deal with than like a mutual decision that has been discussed for a long time. But either way, the overall feeling can still be the same that kind of, what should I do next? Is it possible to even do all this on my own? And who even am I now? (laughs) So I think everyone will have their own unique fears when they think about leaving their relationship. But the thing about fears is that if you apply some logic to them, you can start to alleviate their power over you. So one of my fears, just to name a few, was that 
I would be left penniless and alone and my children would be taken off me and you know everyone else would skip off into the sunset and I would be alone. So <laughs> I wanted to share four things that really helped me get clarity in those early days so that I was able to take action despite the fear. The first one was I spoke to close friends. I'd say in the immediate aftermath I went into pure instinct and my gut was saying that, you know, the relationship is over, there's no going back. But it meant that both my heart and my head were kind of catching up and they were freaking out. Um, and when you're going through something like that, it's traumatic and speaking to close friends who you don't feel alone is really crucial. So I spoke to two friends and my brother. But I would say a word of caution here because if you're unsure about leaving, this is not a time to start polling for opinion. You need to sit with how you feel and trust your gut. So it's helpful to choose friends who are going to listen rather than tell you what to do. So the day it all happened, I spoke to a very close friend and she actually um, she came out to find me. I was walking around our village with the kids and the dogs and um, yeah, she came and find, found me. And yeah, I've never really felt so cared for. And she didn't come and tell me what to do. She just came to see me, to let me know she was there for me. And yeah, doesn't really get much better than that. So yeah, the second thing is um, get advice. I went into advice mode, but specifically from experts. So I was the traditional housewife at home, looking after the kids, the house and the food and stuff like that. But I was quite ignorant about things like money and our finances. And I didn't know anything about legal stuff at all. On the first working day after we split up, I got legal advice. I needed to get a handle on where I stood. When you leave a relationship, you do need to know if you have to leave with nothing. Um, and often that can be an unfounded fear. There are things you can do so you can have some protection during this process. And in my case, I was able to move some money, giving me that peace of mind that I wouldn't be left penniless. The other thing I did at this point was get a coach uh, because I didn't know where I was. And I was really focused actually on writing a book and getting it published. So I hired her to help me with that and then finished the conversation saying, oh yeah, by the way, I've just split over my husband yesterday. She, she was a bit surprised, but basically she has supported me through the whole divorce. And at times I don't think I could have done it without her. And she also made sure that I got help from other professionals, such as a therapist when I needed it. So number three is creating a safe space. And this is a bit of a tricky one, but if you're doing the leaving, you will probably have to do that and leave. <laughs> it may be the only way that you can guarantee your space and privacy to think and to lick your wounds and work out what you want to do next. For me, finding a new house in the middle of the pandemic in the countryside when everyone was moving out of the city, and I might add London, there were loads of people moving here from London. It was really challenging um, and really hard to find places, but I went all in and I found the perfect place, which I moved into within a month of the breakup. And I, yeah, I just wanna say, you shouldn't feel guilty for needing this space um, and 
for wanting to create a safe place for you to almost nest. I've stolen this idea of nesting from Jennifer Aniston. She said in a Vanity Fair article after splitting up with Brad Pitt that she had to retreat into her cocoon in an effort to take care of herself and her heart and she felt like she was nesting. And what a perfect way to look at it. You've just had your heart broken. Where else would you want to be but in a safe nest watching Parks and Recreation? If it was your best friend, what would you want them to do? So no guilt allowed here for this one. You need a safe place. Um, and a quick note on this is that this, when you leave, this is, can also be the most dangerous time for women without them even realizing. So I just wanted to touch briefly on what to do if you're worried for your own or your children's safety. Um, there's a lot of stigma around this. And I just wanna say that you can call your local domestic abuse services. You know, there's a lot of fear around this, like it will put you on some sort of database or, that can be used to hurt you or, you know, your ex-partner will find out but it's not the case, it's confidential. And if you have the slightest feeling that there is any risk to you or anyone else, please call them. It will put your mind at ease. Um, they will have a raft of support should you need it. Don't be afraid to ask for that help. You don't have to take it, but at least you've done it. I will put the details of this in the show notes. Finally, I've got one more potentially controversial thing that I recommend doing straight after a breakup, which I will share straight after this. I just wanted to tell you quickly about my divorce retreat, Heartache Hall, because tickets are now on sale and I'm really excited about it. So divorce is shit, right? You wanna hide in a cave, and I don't think it's just me who feels like that. But you also have loads of practical stuff to sort out, some of which you might have zero experience in. Legal and financial management springs to mind. To survive my divorce, I threw everything at it. I spent a lot of money on different things and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Now, I know there are many retreats out there, wonderful retreats that get to the heart of your pain but it was also the practical stuff that I struggled with, particularly around money. Heartache Hall is basically the retreat that I needed, that I didn't even realize I needed. And in my opinion, it's the perfect combination of emotional and practical support. It will save you so much time and heartache and even money because you'll leave with a really clear plan. And the really priceless thing for me is that you'll find your tribe, a group of women who are going through the same things you are and together you can support each other as you navigate your divorce. At the retreat, you'll learn how to manage your emotions. You will have tackled your blocks around planning your future and have learned some critical mindset adjustments that give you permission to create the life of your dreams, to connect to hope and to prioritize joy. So if you visit Heartache Hall, you can get loads more info. That's heartachehall.com. You can book your tickets there and you can even organize a call with me to see if you think the retreat is a good fit for you. Um, also, feel free to message me through the chat. Okay, so we are back and we've just been talking about what 
some of the things you can do after your marriage breaks down because it can be a super overwhelming time um, and you can feel like you want to do everything at once but also don't know where to start. So my fourth and final recommendation is one you might not like but basically it's kind of what I wish I had done which is get off social media. I would say definitely do not air your dirty laundry online because at some point you're not going to hate your ex anymore and you'll regret it. Um, And if you are going to be online doing stuff, I would suggest you block your ex. So this is for two reasons. One is you don't want to find yourself scrolling through their feed and making yourself really sad about who they're with etc. And the other is that it can be very tempting to sort of make your life look amazing and look how good I'm looking and yeah I've lost loads of weight on the misery diet Uh, but really what you're doing is trying to play up for them if that makes sense. So yes that's my final thought is to probably either get off social media or at the very least block your ex to remove that temptation to go into like that sad place. Okay, so those were my four tips for straight after a breakup, which were speak to your friends, but obviously choose them carefully. Um, Get expert advice, because fear in this area isn't going to help. So find out where you stand. Number three is get your safe place. And number four is get off social media. All right, so that's it for today. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next week for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you have a friend who might enjoy this, then please recommend they listen too. And don't forget that you can get in touch either through Instagram at hharveywrites or via my website, hannahharvey.uk. 